Well, hello again, and welcome to this edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. I'm Sean Newell. That's Dennis Brzezinski over there. How you doing, D? Hello, Bungo. I'm good, Sean. <laughs> Excellent. It's a Thursday night here in Peoria, and you're in a new location this time, right, D? Sean, I'm at home in beautiful Marquette, Michigan, and it's so nice to be here. Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It's actually almost more in Wisconsin. It's more Wisconsin, and this isn't the shitty part with all the COVID stuff. This we're, we're good up here. That's good. That's good, because northern Michigan apparently doing all right. Southern Michigan, eh, maybe not so much. Moving them backwards a little bit. Whitmer's got, got the whips up. Yeah, well, but anyhow. It's, a, it's an interesting time where uh, everybody Free just wants to wash your hands. Everybody wants to be normal, and it's just not quite uh, maybe time to be normal quite yet. We got a little ways to go before that. I mean, by a little ways, I mean maybe like next spring, something like that, when we can finally. Uh, <laughs> or vaccine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we've got a, an interesting mix of songs this week, and um, uh, I don't really know if we've got necessarily a theme going so much as we have in some weeks by accident. I think you're going, as we discuss these, Sean, I think you're going to find that there is a little bit of pain. Okay. Well, that's interesting. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. What do you find that it is? Or do you want it to just be a surprise for everybody? Oh, no, no. We, I mean, I'll, I'll let you kind of figure it out. I, I see I see a little one forming, uh, but I wanted to see where the discussion goes. So we don't lead our, so I don't lead you into, you know, that discussion. Sure. Sounds good. All right. Well, you're, the first song is yours. So take it away. Uh, believe it or not, it's a Pearl Jam song. What? What? Who I know. Yeah. Crazy. I went with uh, Not For You, the third single off of Vitology, the, their third album. Was that really their third single? What was their first single? Uh, the first single was Spin the Black Circle. Really interesting. I don't remember yeah. I don't okay. remember that ever being a radio hit. I, I mean, I know the song really oh, it well, was. but okay. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't that big of a hit. I, I mean, it still sold you know, a shit ton of records for them, but, but no, Not For You was... Uh, was the third one? I think was Better Man in between that one. I don't know. Anyhow, Better Man was probably uh, their most known song from this album. I would that's say that's their biggest hit. That's not a cover song, absolutely. But uh, uh, so the reason I chose this one, Sean, is you know it, it came out in in '95. Uh, the album did, but in uh, uh, in April of '94, they played this song on Saturday Night Live. Just. Nine days after, they, or eight days after, they found Kurt Cobain's body. Okay. And this was this was the first song they performed on Saturday Night Live. And uh, uh, the other two were Rearview Mirror, and then Daughter, which we covered on the first album. Which is Part odd for band. which is odd for three songs to be played on the same SNL. It doesn't happen. For but at this time, Pearl Jam was the biggest band in the world. Yeah. Uh, or in, the, in America, and uh, uh, the third song they played, Kurt Cobain, and did the uh, little tag at the end of Daughter with the, the hey, hey, my, my, rock and roll will never die, you know, from his uh, sure. suicide. Yeah. Uh, uh, th that that was, a, I mean, I mean, the song is amazing. Like he says here, uh, uh, not for you, you know, th this is when they were pulling away from, you know, mainstream success and, you know, fuck you to the music industry sort of thing. Uh, and, 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 and one of his quotes is, and it's not, you know, these attitudes out there that it's the industry's music and it's not. It's mine and it's yours. Whoever's listening to it, it's mine and it's yours. And everybody in between, they're the distributors. I think that something like a music channel can be very powerful. Sometimes they think they're the ones who decide what's heard. I think that's a dangerous situation. And I think what's more dangerous is that they think it belongs to them. That's probably what Not For You is about. Wow. Okay. That's uh, that's uh, 
powerful, you know, just in, just in the, in the same thing. Do you remember with this song that the local radio stations got a bootleg of it? And that bootleg might've been from Saturday night live. I don't remember, but they started playing it and it became a big issue. Like in the, in the like winter of 94 into 95, before it came out, this song got released. Oh, this one? No, I don't yeah. remember. That. Yeah, I That's remember. A- I remember the Springfield station playing it, and QLC. yeah, because we we heard it on there before, long before the album ever came. I didn't realize actually that the album didn't come out until spring of '95. I thought it came out in the fall of '94, but I remember us listening to that song, you know, in in '94, thinking, "Wow, this is a this is a really awesome song," because you know, it's it's a very powerful song. Oh no! The album came out in '94. It uh, uh, that I'm sorry, that date I put in the notes. That's the day this was released as a single. Oh, okay, okay. But it still that still proves your point that it's yeah. uh, uh, it was we had it, we heard it long before it was supposed to be heard. Okay, and I, I, I half ass sort of remember that. I also do remember the uh, uh, when they released the Better Man with, with the opening. You know, we would drive around and listen to it. weren't they playing it like every 92 minutes? And it would open with this song is dedicated to the bastard that married my mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Like every same, 92 minutes or something. Like same that. sort of same sort of thing. And, you know, the, the funny thing about living in an area that had like Springfield radio, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're listening to this and you're from pretty much any other bigger area, we heard songs about three or four months after they became popular in big areas. You know, you'd hear about these bands and, and you'd talk to somebody from, say, Chicago and they'd be like, oh, yeah, they've been popular for six months. What? You know, so, the so that's also artists. the difference, yeah. Like like Pearl Jam at this point was established, so yeah. they got those pretty quick. But but we were probably like months late on Hootie and the Blowfish and yeah. a lot of Morset and, right. and other bands that we've talked about. So know. I got to ask you, I'm I'm looking behind you right now, and I see your CD case that's got the glass front on it back there. Oh behind yeah, behind you. Uh, I, I can see lightning bolt and I can see, I believe it's Vitology and, and, um, versus are those all Pearl jam albums? Those are all Pearl jam CDs. Correct. Okay. And Vitology, Vitology is not there. Cause if you remember the packaging was a little too big. Yes. Yeah. Because, uh, so it's sitting up on my Pearl jam shelf. Oh, okay. On your Pearl jam. <laughs> and then if you look over here <laughs> at my vinyl shelf, you can see, uh, the middle shelf here is Pearl Jam. Oh, I that's do see it. I do see a Pearl Jam. Uh, do I see something that actually says Pearl Jam on it? Yeah, that's the, in uh, the white. Uh, that's a Pearl Jam 20 book. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so uh, to just let you know how big of a fan D is of Pearl Jam, we just kind of explained his room to you. <laughs> Very funny. The, uh, the, uh, the, the, the fun part of this song, uh, and, and we'll move on to the next one is, is the, you know, for us when we were kids driving around the, uh, you know, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. Never was for you. You. <laughs> I censored myself. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that was possible, but that was a good job. Yeah. Well, he says, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, just in case your mom didn't know what he said there. Oh, right. Right. I, and, you know, <laughs> it's easier to just do it here and then you have to explain it. That's funny. That's funny. Going to the next song, if you don't mind, um, I'll take it. And I picked the next song, which was kind of uh, an interesting one. I, I talked about my buddy Brent last week. And last night I had had three songs that I had picked. And I was trying to find that fourth song. And he's a big, uh, big um, 
rock era from this time too that we tend to pick songs from so i texted him and the the texts that i got back were um he kind of went down the rabbit hole like we do he goes oh the cranberries and he said no wait alanis morissette and then he was like no 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 wait sponge and so finally i was like oh sponge that's a that's a good one because we'll get to the other ones as well i'm sure you know as time goes on but uh but then i went to sponge and i was like you know 16 candles you know that everybody everybody knows that song it was really popular and then i thought i saw this song and i have not listen well i did this morning but before this morning i hadn't heard this song in years it's still a really good song it really is when you sent this over yesterday i was just like holy shit that's amazing yeah because i was picking between two pearl jam songs and i wanted to either you know go go i guess i should say what the song is by the way (laughs) oh yeah it's called have you seen mary by sponge off their second album wax aesthetic yeah yeah so so that that song i remember us listening to it quite a bit i'm sure it was on one of the many good tapes that you made but man you you look at the lyrics to this song it really is uh really is interesting and some of the notes that you came up with talking about that it revolved around the death of a memphis drag queen i would not have uh not have got that but it said the idea was overall abandoned but they used some of the uh some of the lyrics in the song and but to me this is this is all, all a song about somebody's life who just didn't go the way that it that it should have gone and the, and and needs kind of kind of help to get where they need to go it's it's very very sad oh my god yeah absolutely uh jesus i just listened to our uh, a little aside before i get back to it yeah uh, uh i listened to our last year and i said absolutely and amazing like a thousand times each yeah so i was trying not to say either one of those words today but anyhow uh this song yeah it's it's i mean this era had all all of that all of that you know like the helplessness the hopelessness and and the realty you know it wasn't the the goddamn uh poison death leopard sort of you know party shit you know like they were trying to touch on real subjects and this is this is a great song for that yeah the 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 line towards the end of the song um you know the the uh pu- the chorus is if you see mary please will you help her she seems to be looking for answers if you see mary please will you help her with questions that go unanswered but towards the end of the song it says will she always feel so all alone why was there never a man in her home and will i end up like my mother by myself with no other with no other i mean that's that that's the- oh you know that. That was a line I was looking at right there. Son. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. I, I think I just got goosebumps saying that out loud. It just it's, it's such powerful. a powerful line. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are we gonna start a drinking game like the Scrubs podcast? Just, just <laughs> that that time was intentional. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and and we sadly, I I think some of us know people like this. Oh know? yeah, like, and the realism. Um, uh, of it and just the grittiness uh is it's it's compelling i mean it, it, for a band that didn't do a whole lot uh it, it's such a great song it, and, and i would hesitate to call them a one-hit wonder but no they, they weren't uh, a one-hit wonder but they didn't have a time they had yeah Roddy Pintata, that, that whole album yeah and, uh, uh funny story is uh i don't remember when it was it was sometime in the 2000s i went and saw them they opened up the concert was in Naperville, Illinois. It was uh it was Sponge, followed by Seven Mary Three, followed by the Spin Doctors, followed by the Gin Blossoms. Oh, sounds like a good show. It was actually pretty entertaining. I mean, this was well past their prime. This was like mid two thousands, you know, and we're talking this album came out in nineteen ninety six. Uh but the one thing I remember about Sponge was I I had taken my, my oldest niece to it. And uh, uh, 
we were watching the you know the show and they were playing great and it, halfway through the set the lead singer uh i meant to put his name down but I, who gives a shit but uh, uh said something about how we want to throw a, a shout out to seven mary free for letting us use their equipment because we lost ours oh no <laughs> well, so that was pretty funny but i mean they played a great show <laughs> yeah but then uh up to the side of the stage in between acts uh we got you know they would have the bands go there and uh the I, i'm pretty sure and uh and she'll correct me on this uh if it's not true but i think it was her first autograph ever from like a star like she was just so taken that that they signed her ticket oh that's like, awesome the the guitarist. Yeah, yeah it was so much fun and, and it really was a good show in the, the spin doctors, which we might bring up, you know, in later shows uh, in seven Mary three, we absolutely. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was just a fun show. It sounds like it. I mean, you know, none of those, none of those bands would I ever claim to be like my favorite, but they all have good songs that if you're, if you're going to go see a show that's that long, at least they've all got some hits that you're going to know when you're listening. Yeah. And none of them are going to play yeah. for two hours. They're all going to play for an hour and then get off the stage. Probably. Yeah, it was, and it wasn't even an hour for most of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I kind of like when you see the, see the bands um, that, you know, you've like about five songs from them and they're an opening act. Cause you know, you're only going to hear like cracker. When we were talking about them a few weeks ago, you know, you're only going to hear the songs that you really want to hear from cracker and you don't have to hear the rest of it. So it works yeah. out well. Yeah. There's a, there's a ton of those that are like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the next song also one that I put on here, and this was uh, one that I pulled out of the mothballs, <laughs> Kenny Wayne Shepherd band, um, Blue on Black. I hadn't heard this song for a long time either. And man, it's still a really good song. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. <laughs> Kenny Wayne Shepherd, you know, the more you listen to him, the more he's got that Stevie Ray Vaughan vibe, you know, that bluesy. He, what a hell of a guitar player. I mean, wow. And, and, and it, yeah, no, this song is just, it's <laughs> the guitar the lyrics, just everything. You know why it, uh, it rocketed up the charts. I mean, it's it's a great listen. Like you yeah. can't get enough of it. And, and and the fact that it jumped on so many different formats. Yeah. You know when it came out, it's uh it's so good. Yeah, it's it's a it's an awesome song, and the Kenny Wade Shepherd band, you know, just in general, a lot of their songs are good. They had they had two albums that I remember a lot of songs off of this one, and then their next one, which I believe was called Live On, was their was their next one. And there's a song on there saying, um, uh, "This is my last goodbye." Great song. Oh, yeah. We probably won't ever actually talk about it, so I'm just going to mention it now. But also a really great song, you know, kind of like in those those a bluesy ballady type of a song. Just yeah, we're suckers for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, just awesome. But, uh, but you know, it, in in it, the thing I like about this band is you kind of get a whole bunch of different stuff. You get the the bluesy rock. You get the the rock like I just talked about. Just all around, heck of a guitar player. And he had a big falling out. And you know what? You'll still see once in a while that he'll pop up and play shows even here locally, like in Peoria and stuff like that. Have you have you ever heard the uh, Five Finger Death Punch cover of this song? That's um, you. Funny you say that. The reason I picked this song was when I said I pulled it out of mothballs. I was literally driving down the road yesterday, and the Five Finger Death Punch version of this song came on, and I had never heard it before. And I was like, oh, I don't like that near as much as the Kenny Wayne Shepherd version, but I'll pick that for our for our next show. So that's where it I came do from. Remember, I do re remember you loving the song. And, yeah. And Kenny Wayne Shepherd actually plays on that, that, that cover. Oh, well, that, that makes a lot of sense because I thought that guitar sounded super awesome. And it, the only thing I didn't like about that song, and I'm just not a big fan of bands like Five Finger Death Punch to where everything becomes like the angry rock. You know, I just, I'm not, I'm not a bit really big into that, like Godsmack and stuff like that. It just isn't my thing. Never heard of Godsmack. Uh, 
yeah. uh, the, the thing I loved about in the notes that I found, that I found uh, he was talking about Kia. I don't know if you knew who Kia is. You know, they had written all the music and were, were working on the lyrics. And uh, uh, T- Tia came up with this idea based on a shirt that I was wearing that was blue and black. She noticed the two colors that were dominant on my shirt. And if you mix those two together, black consumes the blue. It doesn't amount to anything if you put the two together. You still have one color instead of creating a new color. And and so she built on that idea and it became this really deep song. And That's awesome. Yeah, that's fucking badass, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so this song was, uh, what was it, 96 or so? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ninety-eight. I, I 98. I think it was ninety-eight. Was when that album came out. I think. I'm not positive. Yeah, April seventh, nineteen ninety-eight. It was released yeah. as a single. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Forty-two yeah. weeks on the U.S. Billboard. Yeah. By the way, I got to take take us a step back, like two minutes, where where you said that where we both said we didn't like Godsmack, and I realized that our friend Josh just shut this off because out of protest to what we said. <laughs> yeah. He shut it well, off, yeah, and he said, and he said, "Play something with balls, Elvis," and then he walked Play. on. Absolutely. We like to give shout outs because people like to hear their names. Apparently, apparently that's the only reason that Homer listens is so he can hear his name on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Homer, eventually you'll get back on the show. I think we, I think we have an idea coming up too. So we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. Yeah. Yeah. So the next song, as we continue, down, oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so I saw these guys live. Have you ever seen Kenny Wayne Shepherd live? I have not. I did have the opportunity once, and uh, it was at Riverport down in St. Louis. They were opening for Van Halen, and you would think, oh, it's them opening for Van Halen, but it was the Gary Sharon Van Halen, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. So, yeah. Throw Gary Sharon in this shit. Uh, yeah. I saw them open up for uh, the Black Crows and Jimmy Page. So you talk about a fucking guitar show. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Have you have you ever heard Kenny Wayne Shepherd play um uh uh Jimi Hendrix? Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. In, in yeah. some ways it's it's just as good in in many ways. You know, different. It sounds a little different, but it's my my, yeah. my boss who has a similar music taste to you. Uh I he likes uh Nickelback and Sammy Hagar. Uh, what? Did you say that I like Nickelback? <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm sorry, I was just trying to get the, <laughs> the heat off of me. But uh 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 is really uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd too. And, uh, uh, and all that so anyhow next song Chuck. well besides the nickelback thing it sounds like he and i should talk sometime <laughs> he's, a, he's a great dude he's <laughs> the next one is your song from rem uh, yeah uh so here it is uh uh ricky and kathy we've got rem making the list i went with man on the moon uh mostly because i think sean is probably more familiar with that than a lot of rem songs yeah i would uh, say i mean i'm not i <laughs> I, I don't dislike R.E.M. I think they're a great band. I just have never been like hugely into into R.E.M. But yes, I do know this song pretty well. And and, and uh, the biggest reason I chose this one, besides it being catchy, is is there's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where Eddie Vedder inducted R.E.M. and sang this song with him on stage. And prior to you sending me the link, I was trying to look up because Van Halen got inducted the same night. Right. And I was trying to look up what that, that it was a Patty Smith song that yeah. closed the show. Yeah. And Eddie Vedder and Sammy Hagar shared a microphone in 2007. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. It was kind it of It was weird. a Mastaquila, but it was, 
Yeah. What it, song was it? It was, a, it was something about like give peace and love a chance or something like that. I remember it was a very like, uh, I mean, it was a very Patty Smith type what, song. Did people have the power? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. There was a lot yeah. of people singing on that song too. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was but, weird. But I just remember watching the HBO special and I think you were watching it at the same time. I think we probably either called each other. I don't know if we had texting capabilities in 2007. I don't remember if I had mm. phone or not. Yeah. Well, no, I remember. No, actually, I think we watched it. We we were watching it separately, but then on Saturday night when they showed it on the the uh, the um, scaled down version of the Hall of Fame, because you know if you actually watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's several hours long. But oh, they yeah. they showed it. Yeah. They would show a scaled down version, like on Saturday night, that was only like a couple of hours long. And we watched it together at your apartment in Jacksonville. I remember that, but yeah, it was weird. It was kind of strange. Okay. The other strange thing about that was too, but but. It- Go ahead. No, no. No, the other strange thing about that night was, too, as you said, Van Halen got inducted, and they did, but it was only Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony that showed up for the induction, which made it really strange. Yeah, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, okay, so this song is incredible. The, 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 the thing I found that, like, Michael Stipe is an incredible songwriter, uh, lyric, lyricist. The uh, I, I, the yeah, yeah, yeah part in this song, I loved the note that Stipe has explained that his friend Kurt Cobain was in the habit of placing yeah in the lyrics in the songs for his band Nirvana. And, and Stipe wanted to outdo him. Like this is right around you know that time. And, and so he kept throwing that yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. I I didn't know that until I was reading this uh, sheet that you sent, and I was like, "That's that's a that's a really cool part of the story." Yeah, absolutely. It's on the internet, but it's probably true. Oh, probably. Yeah, I would say yeah. <laughs> everything. And on the, the Andy Kaufman, true. of course, we got to talk about the Man on the Moon, that Andy Kaufman uh, movie that uh, that they ended up naming the movie after. So I gotta say, this. I gotta say something. I've never seen that movie. Are you fucking kidding? Me? I'm not. I'm. I've never seen that movie, and I know it. I've heard it's a really good movie and all that stuff, but I've never seen it. I, I guess I, I'm a little more into the pop culture sort of thing than you are. And Andy Kaufman was always an interesting cat to me. So I, I guess that makes sense. You probably just didn't give a shit uh, at the time, but it's, it's a great movie. Yeah. Courtney I've heard Love, that. It? Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Jerry Lawler is in it too. Oh, did he actually for the David yeah, Letterman yeah, thing? Oh. Yeah. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably how I know who Andy Kaufman is the most is because of that. Honestly. Yeah, that's ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so Sean, the next song is mine. It's uh, I Alone by Live. Do you remember this fucking song? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, of course. This album was huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. It's it's yeah. one of those songs, and I'm not trying to crap all over the song before you really actually talk about it, because listening to it again today, I was like, that's a pretty good song. I hadn't, hadn't heard it in a long time, but I remember that Throwing Copper album got played so much on the radio. Oh, yeah. Lightning that, crashes as that, soon as that came out. Yeah, that, that after yeah. after a while, I was like, I liked this stuff, and now I just can't stand to listen to it anymore. It's kind of like, you know, how they would overplay ACDC and Led Zeppelin and stuff to the point where, while they're great bands, and you know that these songs are great, after a while, you're like, I just don't want to hear this anymore. You know, it oh, yeah. just, it just mean, this bit that happened with this album. Hootie and the Blowfish and Nickelback all suffered the same fate. They just got over fucking played. In, you, in, in, you talk in about Nickelback an awful lot. I, I'm 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 sorry. I I somebody called me out for actually liking that one Nickelback song and and 
I'm, I guess I feel like I, I messed up. <laughs> it was a great song. It was. Everybody loved it. Even you did. <laughs> I never Anyhow. said I didn't like it. But, no, no, not you. But I, I was talking. I was talking oh. to the person. In general. Oh, I was, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I just think you've got a weird complex. If you like Nickelback, it's okay. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. you can like what you like. The heart wants what the heart wants. D. The heart wants what the heart wants. So, what I liked about this, the notes that I found in this song, and uh, and it's sad that these aren't conjuring up more stories, uh, uh, but uh, but it's still fun to talk about them and talk to each other. So. Uh, People think I Alone is a love song, but it really wasn't. The lyrics were more abstract, encompassing a much larger message. The greatest of teachers won't hesitate to leave you there by yourself, chained to fate. By saying that a profound lesson he derived from studying spiritual teachings and what religion and truth must be found for oneself in practice, rather than just accepting the words of others. That's a pretty cool fucking sentiment, I think. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm messing with something. So keep talking for a minute. Go ahead. Do I? Yeah, I said keep. I said I'm messing with something. So just just oh, keep okay. keep talking for a minute. Well, just in, in the guitar riff. Okay, so we were talking about links to songs. Uh, you know, so not for you, Sean is is pushing people away. You know, then we come to have you seen Mary. This is I probably pushed people away. Blue on black, the consumingness of yeah trying to be a little more abstract than that. <laughs> man on the moon is about Andy Kaufman who didn't give a shit what anybody thought about him. I alone is questioning beliefs, thoughts and everything. Are you done fucking around? Am I yeah, still vamping? I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading your, I'm reading your sheet right now oh, okay. about this song. Yeah, you're fine. But, uh, but so the next two songs I think will line up with that too. Uh, in, in a way where, where it's almost like a an isolation, uh, if you will, not for you. You know, like this is this is my thing. I alone, not for you. Yeah. Blue on black. I just think Have the seen- I just think the I think the I alone thing, you know, and, and you touched on it, but just just the fact that it's not a love song, I think is really intriguing. Because who would have thought that? I mean, listening to it you wouldn't have thought it. Oh Christ, yeah. yeah. And how many yeah. how many shitty songs have been prom themes? that have been, you know, based on breakup songs or, or songs about death or something like that, where they get so misconceived because yeah. goddamn top 40 radio plays it over and over again. And people just think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, but when it's really just about that, the, 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 the line, the greatest teachers won't hesitate to leave you there by yourself chained to fate. I think that's awesome. And there's so many that you can think of, you know, that, that had that mentality and so many you can think of that didn't have that mentality. The next song is also mine. Uh, Rooster by Allison Chains. Yes. This was another one where I was waiting to see what your list was. I had another Allison Chains song in mind that we'll come back to. I like this uh, song though. I, I remember when this album came out, it was huge. Uh, this song, Jerry Cantrell, you know, like Lane Staley is the voice to me of Allison Chains. Like, I have a hard time accepting this new incarnation of Allison Chains, even though it's, you know, it's it's good. It's great rock music, but it does not have Lane Staley's voice. And this song is one of those ones where he just kills. It. Yes, kills it. And it's about uh, uh, Jerry Cantrell's father, who was a Vietnam War veteran. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Rooster is actually his nickname because he was a cocky bastard. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, I, I loved that yeah. part of the story. I thought that was really cool. Did you know that beforehand? I did not actually. 
uh, I probably had heard it at one point because I think I'd seen the, the uh, video. I think in the notes I mentioned that uh, his dad actually came up on stage and played the song with him mm-hmm. once. And that was the only time he'd ever seen him play live. Mm-hmm. That's, so to me, that's awesome. But, that is cool. But the fact in on the video, the creation of the video, like, yeah, this album, Dirt, is one of those ones that's like Desert Island for me. Yeah. Like, I, I and, and actually, if I'm remembering, like, didn't we once, just once, exchange Christmas presents when we were in high school? I bought you, yes, I bought you this album. Yes. Yeah. And we bought each other CDs. And mm-hmm. we were like, why the fuck did we do this? Why wouldn't we just buy the CD ourselves? Oh. <laughs> we never did that. <laughs> why, be nice to, that? why be nice to each other? <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but what, we were what, practical. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, I, you were practical like that because I was broke and you had money. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, did yeah. I buy the CD for you and buy the CD for myself? No, no. I actually <laughs> bought you the CD. I don't remember what I bought for you, but I do remember that. That this was the one you got. So, so this this song you, you were talking about how we didn't have a lot of stories to tell, like personal stories. This one has a personal story, and I'm yeah. I'm sure you're going to remember it. You have to remember the night at your uh, at your um, trailer <laughs> that that we all were sitting down there having a few beverages, and we kept calling the radio station requesting Rooster for the entire evening. Oh, that's right. Yes. And, and the woman, the DJ at WQLZ in Springfield kept not playing rooster because we were being so obnoxious about it. I think we all kept taking turns. We all kept taking turns calling over and over and over again. We would call as soon as she would play a song that wasn't rooster and be like, why aren't you playing rooster? We just asked for rooster. She did finally play it, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But it took, but it was like four in the morning by the time she finally played it. Yeah, it, it was mm-hmm. the end of her shift. It was like the very last song she played, if I'm remembering that right. And I've got people out there who might remember better than me or you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure. Like, she played, like, Coverdale Cage and, like, the shitty Motley Crue without Vince Neil song. Oh, and, God. And, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, she was just going out of her way to not play the song. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the fact that she answered the phone as many times as she did for us. Well, well, you know what was going on. She was bored because it's an overnight oh, shift. And I mean, it's boring doing that stuff overnight when they're, you're there by yourself. It's probably kind of creepy in the building because you're the only one there. And having that phone ring and having somebody to interact with and goof off with was probably really keeping her like motivated that night. That was so much. I forgot all about that, and I forgot it was this song. Because how come you're not playing Rooster? Yeah, <laughs> you're Rooster. Yeah, it was a four of us sitting there. I don't know. I remember. We don't have to go into names. Yeah, but I, I remember there was at least four, but I think there was probably five or six. Yeah. 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 It was fun. It was fun though. We had way too many people in that place many a times. Yeah, you you could not social uh, distance in that place. Okay. I said you could not social distance in that place. <laughs> no, no, and especially because the. Uh, uh, the possums wouldn't let, let that happen. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And speaking of Charlie, uh, was Charlie the one who said, don't tell me about life? I'm from Winchester. Or was that somebody else? Oh, I think that was somebody else. Yeah. That was yeah. somebody else. Yeah. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll ask Richie whenever we get him on the show, which we need to talk about after we close this up. But, I think he knows that person yeah, really, really well, by, as a matter of fact. I think he still keeps in touch with that person. And that person may or may not be a fan of the show. We're not sure. But... <laughs> They, we are certain that they know about life because they're from the great village of Winchester. Village, yes. Uh, Sean, you want to the next one? Yeah. How, what's that? 
Oh, oh no, we fuck, have two I more. Forgot. We have yeah, two yeah, more yeah. songs. As a matter of fact, I'm much more excited about the next song than the last song because I think this is one of the Foo Fighters' best songs that they've ever put out. Absolutely, dear Rosemary. This yeah. is your song, by the yes. way. Uh, uh, off of Wasting Light. Yes, amazing. It Absolutely is. amazing. It is, and 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 I like. I I don't honestly know the 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 notes that you put in here about the song Bob Mold, um, that was the background singer on this. I don't know who that is. I'm not gonna lie. Pretend like that's you do. Yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah. I I wouldn't expect you to know, but there's very little about the song. But but honestly, that that piece of this song is what makes this song so awesome. Of he, the the Bob Mold sings background vocals to Dave Grohl on this song. So when you when you hear it, oh. everything you hear almost not everything, but a lot of it you hear twice. And the and that second that second back. I mean, you could have almost thought that Dave just overdubbed himself because it almost sounds like it could be him again, but it's not. And it just makes it so much more powerful when he's screaming "Dear Rosemary," and then you hear in the background "Dear Rosemary," and it just sounds so powerful. It's just so gritty. That that rasp. Yeah that raspy gritty voice exactly and, mm-hmm. and and uh where he's the dave girl said it sounds like bob and i wrote a song for husker dude 20 years ago and the Foo fighters are just now covering it. yeah and, and it's it, and it is the biggest standout for me i think on waste no no i take that back there's another one on wasting light that's that's more of a standout and i'll take that next week what is it uh, just tell me tell me what it is as a preview though i'm curious oh yeah it's walk by that, oh that yeah that's walk. a great that's a great song yeah oh, absolutely but yeah. but I love and and remember was it 2014 when we saw them in St. Louis? 2011. 2011. Jesus yeah. Christ, we had this conversation a couple yeah. episodes ago. We, we did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 2011. That's right. And, uh, and when they played this song live, and the ending like the and they go right into a breakdown by Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Have you watched that online? Besides hanging out with me and drinking? No, um, but uh, but I've seen it again since then when I saw him in Champagne a couple of years ago. That's right. I was supposed to be at that. Party. You were, you were, but you ditched me. For I, I didn't ditch you. I was. I don't know you were. Where I was. You were somewhere. I, I think you were. Over, I think you were overseas somewhere. I missed so many goddamn times. I had mm-hmm. Food Fighter tickets in 2015 when he was sitting on the throne. Oh yeah, and I was real. And uh, uh, the uh, uh, I think it was Josh, Andy, and Brandon took the tickets that were supposed to be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, great. If you ever get a chance to see the Foo Fighters live, do it. I think I said this. Said, I think I said this a couple of episodes ago. They play so long and so much that by the time it's all over with, you just want to be like, "Okay, guys, I'm tired." I'm but really your tired. you will still walk away with your mind fucking blown. Yo, yeah, uh, I, I know you don't do a whole lot with uh, Instagram phone, but. Have you looked at uh, Dave's True Stories? No. Follow that account. Okay, he I'll check it does out. Like, he does like a, a, a writing. It's not pictures or whatever, but he just tells stories of his life. And Dave Grohl is who I want to hang out with. I want him, me, you, him, and Sammy Hagar Talking to sit out. and have a beer and well. just shoot the shit. We don't even have to record it, Dave and Sammy. Yeah, let's get fly, together. Fly us out to your houses. We'll just stay for a few days. <laughs> yeah, we'll quarantine Cabo for two weeks before yeah. we do it. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the interesting thing about Man, that. The interesting thing about that, though, that you say that is they have actually um, 
actually have hung out on that show that Sammy does on Access TV, um, where he Dave Grohl was a guest on an episode and they actually played together. It was him and Taylor Hawkins, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He did an interview with them, and then they performed at a at an acoustic for the Cure event that Sammy does in San Francisco. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. So it was kind of cool. So before we go into this last song and 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 getting into it, we're talking about Sammy and everything. Uh, something I put on Instagram today was a, a friend of the show uh, sent me a picture of some old mixtapes that they had found uh, that were made for him. Oh, uh, cool! And, and I picture up on instagram it's it's so cool seeing that i mean this is this is you know probably a little before us uh but if anybody out there has those and wants to send us to send them to us we put them up on on the instagram and 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 we'll we'll give you a shout out on the show you know sean dot and dot d's dot good dot tape is our instagram handle and the sean and d's good tape at gmail.com you can see the link in instagram and on the show page that Sean provides you and all that. But uh, but if that's something you guys would be interested in, I would to share them just to see what kind of crazy shit that you were listening to at the time. Uh, so, so yeah, no, if, if that's something you got, let us know. We would love to share it and talk about it. We always requests, like REM, we did Ricky and Kathy. Uh, we, we would be happy to take in any of that stuff. So just let us know. Uh, so, okay, well, I wanted to get that out of the way. Sean, you want to bring us into the last song so um going back to dear rosemary for one second one of the uh one of the final uh final lines in the song says truth ain't gonna change the way you lie you think gonna change the way you die and that's a connection to the next song when we talk about lie because the final song is our sammy hagar song of the week which is little white lies from the marching to mars album marching to mars came out in 1997 right after he split with van halen and the song is basically written as a big f you to van halen you know so uh what's that God. oh that's why you're, you're <laughs> yeah. yeah so this song i always really liked because it's just such a different a different feel from van halen you know it's got a it's got a lot of bluesy sound to it um dennis carmasi who was the drummer for montrose comes back for him to play on this album and he kind of put together kind of an all-star album um a, a matter of fact uh the the it's guitar awesome. the guitar player on this song is slash from guns and roses and the harmonica slash. player <laughs> You are, your internet's going really crazy right now. I could not hear what you said. Say it again. I'm sorry. I, you, I said you I said broke the up. motherfucking. <laughs> okay, I said motherfucking Guns and Roses. Oh yes, yes, from Guns and Roses, and then the harmonica player on the song is Huey Lewis. So you know a lot of big, uh, big names that uh, pop out when you talk about this song. Do you know? Just before I go back to the song, the very first cassette tape that I ever owned was Huey Lewis and the news sports. No, I did not know that. rock and roll. I did not know Anyhow, that. So, so I forgot how much I actually enjoyed the song, Sean. Yeah. Uh, and I probably didn't admit it at the time it came out, uh, you know, because fuck Mastaquila. Uh, well, Mastaquila had it, not actually come out yet when this song came out. It was yeah, still I, two years know, in the future. That still- <laughs> By the way, our friend Richie, our friend Richie's trying to start a hashtag that you and Sammy need to sing Mastaquila as a duet together sometime. <laughs> He's trying to start that. Yeah. Oh, so yes, yeah, okay. And well, I would like to point yeah. out the fact that as much as you hate that song, if Sammy Hagar said, "Hey, will you sing this as a duet with me?" you would sing that song. Yes, I would absolutely sing. And I, you know, I just said like this song. We talked about uh, what's right now last week. Uh, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, I watched the video for this song. I hadn't seen it, you know, 
shit. I don't remember. I don't know if I've ever seen the video for this song, to be quite honest. But what's funny is go back and watch it. It's uh, it's awfully similar to right now where it, 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 it does like this little truth and lie sort of thing. Oh, and uh, you can tell there's so much animosity. You know, like this song was about fuck you, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't need you. I'm going to do this shit on my own. How did those guys ever get back together for a reunion tour and think it was going to work? Money, money Sean. <laughs> Hell freezes over, like the Eagles said. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, that was a money grab, obviously, that just could not sustain It was itself. such a great show, though. Yeah, it was. No, it was a really good show. Both nights were, because I went twice. But, yeah. The best drum solos I've ever seen was Mick Fleetwood and Alex Van Halen. You know what is funny about that? I do not like drum solos. That Alex Van Halen one was incredible. I don't like, I don't care. I just don't want to sit through a drum solo. Don't give me a drum solo and don't give me a bass solo. Guitar solo is fine, but not a drum and bass solo. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> so this leads me to, to the, the, the last thing. And uh, Sean, Sean's got a long weekend coming up that's well-deserved. He's a busy man. Uh, but so... If you're listening to us and, and you post it, you know, I have anything this Sean needs me, hashtag Sean needs Sammy, tell Sammy Hagar that uh, everybody loves sausage. That's obvious. And wow. now we have wow, no more drum solos. No more drum solos. That's right. No more drum solos. And I'm no sure there's a lot of drummers. And, and, I'm sure there's a lot of drummers out there that are going to say you're wrong about the drum solos, but I just don't think they serve a purpose. I'm on your side, drummers. Uh, and and you know also, why? You know why? Because you think the drummer from Nickelback is really good, and you want to see him do a drum solo. <laughs> this is how you remind me, Sean, of how I, who I really am. Did I say that right? I don't even know if I got the lyrics. <laughs> this show's stupid. We're gonna have to do Nickelback song. Uh, oh, by the way, Richie, uh, we have an idea or two coming up that we'll get you in on. So uh, we love you, and we'll talk to you soon and sean do you have anything else i don't i think that's it for the week so we will uh join you again next week or you join us as a matter of fact we won't join you but uh we'll do this again next week and this will be posted noon on sunday so check us out again at the following noon on sunday love you kyla